Accelerate Service 2016 promises to be an inspiring, engaging, and educational two-day conference focused on and dedicated to five-star customer service. In addition to the amazing content you will receive over the two-day event, you will also be contributing to a larger vision of raising funds for Three Square Food Bank, a subsidiary of Feeding America, who serves food insecure residents in Southern Nevada. Make sure to check out Accelerate2016.com. That is Excel with two L's, Accelerate2016.com. Welcome to episode 152 of Crack the Customer Code. Thanks to Audible.com for sponsoring this episode. Get your free audiobook and a 30-day free trial as a listener to this podcast by visiting audibletrial.com slash customer code. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with my co-host and somebody who I just reviewed on Yelp as the best co-host with five stars, Adam Toporek. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Jeannie. I really appreciate that. And uh, just give me a minute. I'll be right back. I need to delete that review. I left a few. <laughs> but... Oh, stab me in the heart. Oh, no, of course. <laughs> they don't have enough stars for the review I would give you. Oh, there you, there it is. There it is. Thank you very much. No, we're, we're talking about Yelp and reviews today, right? Well, yes, because I feel like you've been manipulating me for years. Ah, well played, sir. Thank so, you. yes, our guest today, Daniel Lemon, wrote the book, literally, on this subject called Manipurated. And... He has a lot to share about how business owners, frankly, can fight back a little bit when they get bad reviews and especially false reviews and how to identify false from true reviews and all of those things. Because this is an issue we, we've talked about a little bit, but we get, we get really into it in this one. And I think it's a, it's a really important topic for both business owners and for us as customers. Like, what's our role in this? How can we either help the businesses we love or provide honest criticism for those that maybe we don't love as much you handle that i like <laughs> to be nice but you know what i like about daniel's message is there's there's a big strain you know we, we see this online and because we're in the space of just like oh well you should do this and you should do that and what i like about daniel's message is he really understands it's hard to execute these companies do not make it easy on the businesses, the companies where re places where reviews happen, the platforms, they do mm -hmm. not make it easy on businesses in a lot of cases to even respond or control their account or all these things. And especially if you have a troll to get a bad uh, review deleted, all this stuff. So I love that message and I've seen that in small business. So I was really uh, excited about how he approached that and the information he shared. So yeah. without further ado... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to our five-star guest. Yes, he is a five-star guest. Daniel Lemon is a respected authority on the reputation industry. An early Google hire, Lemon was one of the first pioneers to realize the importance, impact, and power of online ratings and reviews on businesses and the ongoing struggle business owners have with their online reputations. Daniel is the head of consulting for Jay Bear's Convince and Convert consulting team, and he's a regular contributor to the Convince and Convert marketing blog, rated the number one content marketing blog in the world. Welcome, Daniel. We're so happy you're here. Hey, thanks for having me. I am happy to be here. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much, Daniel. We appreciate it. And I got to tell you, the topic of your book has a very special place in my heart because uh, you know, I come from a small business background. And I know a lot of small business owners are interested in that topic 
of ratings and reviews. So tell us a little bit. I mean, it's such a helpless feeling. How is the ratings and review machine stacking the cards against small business owners? It's well, you know, there there's two sides to that coin. Actually, I think there's a couple of different things that are happening. Uh, part of it is a self-inflicted wound by business owners, uh, and that is you know understandable. Uh, the other, but the other aspect of it is the industry itself actually makes it somewhat difficult to manage online reviews in in an effective way. Um, so I'll kind of cover both sides of that. Yeah, the self-inflicted uh, wound. I'm very curious about. <laughs> yeah, well, well, the, this this is, and if if you are a small business owner, you know exactly the dynamic I'm talking about here, uh, and it's the sense that you know I I don't like Yelp. I don't like the way it treats me as a business owner, and therefore I don't want to play its game. I don't want to do anything to uh, deal with you know the business end of Yelp. Therefore, I'm going to ignore the fact that it's there, and the truth <laughs> is. And, that, and I, I hear this a lot from business owners. Like this is the number one sentiment that comes up. And it's, it can't be good for Yelp's business, for their business model. No. <laughs> uh, it, and I th- would think they would want to address this. Uh, nevertheless, it is, I think, the most common sentiment. But you know, the truth is our customers are using, as business owners, our customers are using Yelp, right? That's where they are. Right. Uh, they're, they're looking for information and and reviews and stuff on there. And so if, if as a business owner, we are not there, we're not present, it's kind of like turning off your phone mm-hmm. or locking your front door or just not even opening the door in the morning. You know, it's, it's sort of ig- ignoring this, this mass of humanity really is your, <laughs> really is your customer base uh, and should be of interest to you for that reason. But the, the other side of that coin is the industry does actually make it somewhat hard to manage these for it's, it's super complicated and, um, and it doesn't seem like anyone's on the business owner's side. You know, it's, it's hard if you ha- you have a legitimately fake review or competitor coming after you. And I've heard a, a lot of those stories, very legitimate stories. Uh, um, some of them debilitatingly awful for the business and it's almost impossible to get that fixed. So how do you know it's a fake review? Like if somebody says this is the worst place ever and you think, well, that must be fake. <laughs> well, the, how do you the, know? well, the owners know that's the, I mean, I think I know where you're coming from, Daniel, from being from small business. Cause Yelp, uh, unless you're, I, I've had, let me, let me say this is not a policy, but I've had bad experiences and I've talked to Yelp reps where, you know, unless you were advertising with them, it was very hard to get your account handled. Yeah. Right. And that's what you're talking about. Right. To an extent. Yeah. To an extent. And, you know, how, how do you know what is a fake review? It's that's a that is a tough question to answer <laughs> there. A lot of it's gut feel. I mean, if a lot of business businesses, they intimately know 100 percent of their customers, someone who cuts hair. They know every one of the people whose whose hair they've cut. Right. They, they know their customers in a very uh, intimate way that way. So, and if they read something, they think this is not a customer I have ever seen. I know for sure I've never seen this person. So that yeah. that's kind of one way you just get that gut feel, but you can't. That doesn't prove anything. Um, the The truth is, the the cases I've seen where businesses were successful at convincing Yelp or TripAdvisor or any one of these sites to help out, it was when they were able to find proof, and you know you can copy and paste segments of the review into Google, sometimes you'll find that they've posted that review 15 different 
places for different for other companies. Ugh. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Ew. You need Why? Co- you need copyscape for reviews. That's awful. Are they just are they just trolls? I mean, is that yes. what these people really yeah. are? In some cases, there, there was actually this case in December. I, I had these folks on my podcast because I I couldn't believe when they told me this story that this happened. It was a jeweler in Massachusetts. I think they have five stores in Massachusetts. Very established. Like they've been there for hundred something years. Uh, and they, on their Facebook page overnight, they had a few hundred four, four and five star reviews overnight. They went from, from that to a 1.5 star rating that someone had posted like a hundred or 200 one star reviews <gasps> overnight. Wow. And they oh, were, they were so clearly, I mean, there was no comment. Facebook doesn't require you to write anything when you do a star rating. They just had all of these crazy reviews. Uh, and and it, and it was the beginning of the holiday sales cycle is in December of all times. So Ugh. they were panicked. I mean, I would be totally panicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the young, the young lady who manages digital there, uh, Linnell, she, she was very methodical about it. She, she actually hopped onto inbound.org, which is a great, it's, it's a lot of marketers hang out there. It's basically just a free kind of community for marketing folks. Uh, mostly inbound marketing folks, but anybody in marketing can sign up for it. And she hopped on there and, and posted in a forum like, hey, this is weird. I don't know what's going on, but clearly... <laughs> yeah. in, I would unless, say so. <laughs> unless we had a particularly bad day yesterday, something bad, something weird happened, and someone sleuthed and figured out it was actually their competitor who had done it. And they had done it to <gasps> another jeweler in town as well. Uh, despite cow. all of that evidence, Facebook said, mm, you know what, we're sorry. We're not going <gasps> to do anything about this because we're a neutral third party here. Wow. They couldn't try. Uh, I mean, they couldn't even like just look and see they were all from the same IP address no. or anything. So uh, they, they, they had to flag every single one of those those reviews, some of which got removed, some of which got rejected. By you know, It, it was wow. this very painful thing and it ended up, ended up catch, capturing the interest of the New York Times and that got Facebook's attention finally. So, <laughs> so they, you they just need the New York it. Times right. <laughs> to cover it. <laughs> it but that's, wow. that's why, that's why the businesses get so worked up about this. Like I don't, I don't have the New York Times at my disposal. I'm, you know, in a small town, like this is not mm-hmm. my, I mean, I, I, I do. I love that you're talking about this though, because I mean, so many small business owners, you just sort of sit there and you've been taking it for years. I mean, you've seen like when the things have blown up and somebody's attacked somebody on Yelp and it's national use, Yelp goes in, makes a big statement. Okay. We're cleaning it up. It's outside of our policies, all this, but that doesn't happen if it's just like two of them. No. Or five yeah. of them. That happens when, like you said, it's national news. So what can what can small businesses do in this world? They're so powerless. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I I sort of joke that that online reviews. So given all of the stuff that can happen, good and bad, right? Online reviews are kind of the 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 back end of the customer experience, right? It's mm-hmm. it's the, what happens if you don't have a good one, and it's what happens if you have a an astoundingly great customer experience. It's kind of the butt end of the customer experience. And the only real way to play defense there is to encourage, well, to first have a great customer experience. I have a good product. If you have a crappy product, I'm sorry, it's going to be hard to defend that because <laughs> yeah. you can't run from it. You know? right. But you, you want to kind of create the best customer experience you actually that you can, but also at every possible pivot point at Find a way to to request feedback, ask for reviews, whatever it is. Because in that case, you're you're playing Yelp's game, but 
Yelp's game can serve you if you do it right. So, you know, mm -hmm. if you get that fake review, just do everything you can to fight it. Uh, unless it's an egregious case, you know, it's hundreds of them or something. You just get, you know, kind of look forward to moving on from it. Try to get more reviews. It will eventually go away. Um, and, you know, because if you have just mathematically 200 reviews and you get a one star, it's not really going to ding you. If you have 20 reviews and you get a one star review, it will. It will impact your star rating. So the more you have, the more defensible your position is and it won't hurt as much when it happens. And that's, that's you know, kind of the, the first thing I say and it's, it's sort of a case of avoiding panic about the situation because it's going to happen. If you're in business, it's going to happen. So I, the irony is that in order to overcome the reviews coming in that you don't want to see, you have to ask everybody for a review so that you get yeah. more of them. Just ask yeah, everybody so else. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. And have you ever seen situations where, um, because I take it really seriously, like I almost never post bad reviews because I know what it's like to be a business owner, frankly. And I also like, it's just not my style, mm -hmm. but, uh, I do know that some people, that's their first instinct. Like if they leave, yeah. you know, you talked about haircutting. If they leave a salon and don't like the way their hair looks that day, that's what they do. They go home and they write a review that's terrible. And even yeah. though they might love their hair the next day, because any woman can tell you it's always better <laughs> a week later. <laughs> but uh, It's like a pot of chili. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think, you know, are there times where um, – some of there might be some nuggets of truth in there, even if it's a bad review, even if it's somebody who's really impassioned about it in that moment. What do you recommend for small business owners to really kind of look at this in the most objective way? How can they, how can they find those nuggets when somebody's screaming at them online, basically? Yeah, well, there are almost always nuggets of truth, even in the harshest critique. Mm -hmm. um, but there, there was some research I came across when I was I was working on my book that kind of surprised me. Uh, and it suggested that when someone goes on social media or a rating, a review platform like Yelp and complains, that that was not actually their first attempt to complain about that thing. So in the case of a bad haircut, they may have said something to the stylist at the time, mm -hmm. said, you know, this doesn't quite look like what I was expecting, but whatever, I'll give it a day or two. And, uh, you, you know, the, it's incumbent, uh, incumbent upon the employee or the em employer, the business owner, at that point to try to short circuit that from becoming a complaint on Yelp. You know that you kind of have to assume if they complained about it and you can't resolve it, they're going to possibly go complain about it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. uh, so, mm -hmm. so you you will you might get that. Uh, Jay Bear often calls this on stage versus off stage haters. You know, <laughs> right, people don't right. go on stage in, and in the first instance they try offstage first. So you kind of prioritize those offstage interactions above and beyond anything else. And the other, the other thing there is, it kind of goes back to that, that customer experience you know, taking the truthful nuggets, even in those, those harsh, those harsh reviews and thinking, is this something I can, I need to fix? That's maybe a legitimate issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and I also think there's something to be said about uh, responding, right? Like if you go on Yelp and you see something, you go, you respond publicly, um, as well as reaching out to the customer directly. I think that yep. can go a long way, right? Yeah, absolutely, it can. And you know, you don't necessarily want to get in this 
tit for tat back and forth with a customer on on Yelp, but there are different ways you can, you know, if it's a particularly nasty complaint, you know, take it offline, but always come back to Yelp and say, it was nice to talk to you earlier today. I feel like we resolved this. Look forward to seeing you again. Mm -hmm. You know, so other customers see, oh, this, they, they owned it and they fixed it. Don't Mm -hmm. necessarily care what the fix was. Um, There was actually some other research I'd come across in my book that was really interesting as well that suggested when when people complain uh, on Yelp in particular, I think was the study, uh, the most negative actual valid reviews accounting for discounting for the fake ones, the most negative actual uh, valid reviews were a company or a business's best customers. So they took it so seriously that, you know, I, I feel like I have to tell this person <laughs> they've got to fix this. I'm, I'm tired of the parking issue. I'm tired of the air conditioning. I'm tired of whatever. Uh, so you, you get to kind of take those very seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- you know, it's interesting that you say that because I feel like the, the businesses I've talked to, you know, there's always that disconnect, whatever that old Forrester stat was, you know, 87% of executives think they give good customer service and 12% yeah. of their customers. And right, there's, there's always that, well, we do great customer service. Everybody who complains is a crank. Um, but so, you know, I think that idea of getting more positive reviews, that's one of the things I've really taken away from the last few years is you've just got to, people will do more out of anger than they will out of, you know, being happy with you. I mean, people who are mad are more prone to act. So you've really got to solicit them. And one of the things I would ask you is how do you do that? Because no matter what, even if you are the best customer experience company in the world, you're still just going to get X percent of bad reviews. It just doesn't matter. Not even just trolls, just unreasonable customers that are like, you delayed me on my flight. Why don't you have a private jet? Well, I mean, you're going to have those. So how do you get those, uh, you know, what are ways to ask to get people, customers, to to take that time? You know, where you're trying to provide them an easy experience. You're not trying to impact their life, but you want their review. How do you? How are some ways to do that? What are some ways? Excuse me. You know, that's an interesting question, and you know, I I think the people have a a tendency to complain. They don't necessarily have a tendency to praise, and if even if they feel praiseful about a store or a business, a lawyer, whatever it might be, they don't, they don't have that tendency to like, oh, I feel so strongly about this. I'm going to go on Yelp right now and write a review. Uh, they might, they will do it if they're angry, but mm-hmm. if they're so, if they're so thrilled, they, they may not. And that's, that's kind of, um, I sort of characterize, characterize that as the power of the average consumer. You know, if, if someone had a, an average or above average experience, I actually would want other customers to know about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I performed above average today. That's about the best day I can have, right? <laughs> I'm not I'm not frequently amazing, but I could be above average you know, <laughs> most of the time. Uh, and those those are actually the customers you want talking about you uh, the mm-hmm. most because it it really does reflect kind of the true aspect of your business. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lawyer in in San Diego, uh, Jacob Saposhnik is his name. Very complicated last name. I was going to say, you pronounced it really well. <laughs> <laughs> he, I worked on that for a while. He, he had to coach me. He, I, he has this method I just love. You know, I don't know how commonly you would review. He does immigration law. I don't know how commonly you would review your lawyer on Yelp. Uh, that's where he gets a lot of referrals. 
it's it's not an intuitive ask, right? Like no. I <laughs> hope you had great service and please review me. <laughs> but the way he he approaches that question it, when he feels like someone may be on the precipice of a positive experience, he says, you know, I, I've really enjoyed working with you. You're you've been a, a really wonderful client. Um, you know, I, my business is built on clients just like you. Uh, and I would love to have a million more clients just like you. The best way for that to happen is if you would be willing to give me feedback on Yelp. That's where I get a lot of customers. And the uh-huh. customer feels great. That's you know, fantastic. It's like, yeah. Wow, like I'm they're one of their favorites. Of course I'm gonna go <laughs> review them now. And that's, oh, that's just awesome. it's really a a gentle nod to you know that ask. I I, I like that method a lot. Yeah, yeah. that's a gr- that's great language. And then the review is thank you for keeping me out of federal prison. He's the best. <laughs> 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 oh, that's great though. That what a what a cool way to ask somebody and and to do it in such a positive way for mm-hmm. the customer too. Yeah. And so this is all really fascinating and I think we're I think part of what's interesting about this is that you know 12 15 years ago nobody had to worry about any of this. Like it was the Better Business Bureau and that was about it. And that took a lot of effort, right? So people had to find that out. And now we live in this world that everything can be reviewed on all these different sites. And at the same time, customers still don't always feel heard. And so yeah. I'm just curious to kind of wrap up our conversation here. Let's talk about the customer side of it. What do you think is the most ethical way to review a business if you do have an issue or you feel like you have feedback that needs to be heard as a customer? That's a great question. Uh, not one that we talk about enough. You know, what is the customer's <laughs> responsibility? Like, what is their code of ethics here? I think you know, as as cu- customers, I we I want the world to feel small again. I don't know how you feel. Like, th- some in some cases, like business, things have just gotten too big. Mm-hmm. You know, companies are too hard to reach, and you kind of want to be able to call the owner and say, "Hey, I had a really bad experience today, and I need you to know about it." Uh, I always, personally, I always try the offline route first. It's like, I really need you to think about this problem because it's going to keep me from coming back. Mm. Um, and I, I, I always try that. You know, if a business owner is honest enough to to ask me <laughs> live in person, you know, is anything I could have done better today, I'll, I'll, I'll take the bait. Yeah, like, yes, actually, there was something you could have done better. <laughs> Now that you've asked. Yeah. Uh, Did I, you see my hair? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just got a, I just got a poke bowl. I don't know if you guys like poke, oh. sort of that raw fish yep. mixed with some things. Uh, this new, this little place in Los Angeles this just opened. Uh, and I, you know, it's just, it just opened. So they've got still some kinks to work out. The, the fish itself tasted, everything was fine. It just didn't look good when you were, the way the lighting in the the store is, it just the it doesn't actually look good. It, it's kind of dim, dingy lighting. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that because the 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 owner was there. He's like, hey, you know, was everything fine? I said, yeah, it actually tastes great. Uh, it it didn't look great when it was being made. It kind of looked pale and not super appealing looking. So mm-hmm. maybe change the light bulb over the <laughs> the poke bar. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, that's a that's really good feedback because like people people are taking photos of this and putting it on Yelp and it does not look good. I mean, <laughs> right. it doesn't physically look good. Right, it tastes great, which is not good for fish. No, no, no. You want it to look amazing, so that's you know that that that's kind of just like be the honest customer. And I'm not I'm not I wasn't in it to get a free Poke Bowl or anything out of it, but right. uh, 
I think some people might be. That's mm-hmm. part of the the issue. But be an honest consumer, I guess, is the. It's a great well, answer. Well, you know what's I, that's actually a great point, and I think uh, we can wrap on that because I'd, I'd like to add that one of the things I do try to do when I give feedback to a company, you know, if it's a, comp- a company I like, but they're sort of they drop the ball or whatever. I'll tell them I don't want anything. I just want to let you know, especially if I'm trying to find the manager or the owners. Like, hey, I just want to let you know what your, uh, you know, your front desk or your cashiers are doing. Here, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a business owner. I'm not looking for anything free. It's fine. I just want to give you a heads up. And it's amazing how much the guard drops if you start off with that as a customer. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Because you are, you know that it's it is that. It's pure, unless you know the person's just starts rant, ranting and raving about you know lunatic <laughs> stuff. But yeah, you know, it really it really helps, I think, because you know there's such a defensiveness with small business. So that's a that's a great point. And you know what? We've mentioned your book a bunch of times, but we haven't mentioned the cool name. So I want to. <laughs> it's a really great name. It's called Manipulated. So I don't want to put that in everybody's head. We'll make sure it's in the show notes. And Daniel, could you tell everybody where they can find you and find out more about uh, the work you do? Yeah, you bet. Uh, pretty easy to find. So. Uh, the the book is manipulated as you said with an r manipulated.com has uh, got stuff about the book uh, i'm on twitter uh, at daniel lemon l e m i n it's my last name uh really easy to find there my stuff all of my contact info is on the website as well great well we'll be sure to have all of that in the show notes as well so people can reach out and Find out how not to get manipulated themselves. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So thank you so much for being here. This was a great discussion. I think it's a really important topic. So thanks again. Thanks. Thank you guys. Yeah, thanks. We hope you enjoyed episode 152 of Crack the Customer Code. A special thanks to our sponsor, the Accelerate Service 2016 Conference, taking place in Las Vegas, Nevada on October 24th and 25th. To learn more about this great customer service conference, go to Accelerate2016.com. That's Accelerate with the word Excel at the beginning, 2016.com. You can see the show notes for this and all episodes. Subscribe and send us feedback at crackthecustomercode.com. And we love your reviews. We love them so much that sometimes we read them back to you on this show. So if you want to hear your review, send one into iTunes. Give us that rating. I'm Jeannie Walters. Stay current on the latest customer experience trends and insights and see my TEDx talk at 360connects.com. And I'm Adam Tapor. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops, our online training, and my book, Be Your Customer's Hero, at CustomersThatStick.com. It's full of tips and techniques you can use to help your customer service. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.